0: let's pretend it's the end of this whole ugly story we vanquished the foe and we triumphed in glory there's nothing but rainbows and blue skies ahead hallelujah amen it's the end welcome to Unsent, the podcast where real people share the letters they've written but never sent letters that often express raw emotion and help our authors deal with personal struggles. I'm your host, Ari Edwards, and each week I'll be reading unsent letters submitted by listeners just like you. These letters offer a glimpse into the private thoughts and feelings we all have, but may struggle to articulate. And they serve as a reminder that we're not alone in our struggles. We're all a part of a larger community. If we take a moment to just listen and better understand each other's emotions, we can offer empathy and support that brings us closer together. If you have an unsent letter or message for the show, email it to unsentpod at gmail.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. This is Unsent. The guy who stopped and asked me if you could buy a smoke this morning. I've been going through some mentally exhausting shit lately. I found out some news that may be happening to me, and I feel so lost. I was hysterical and crying on my bathroom floor because I didn't want to wake up my boyfriend. He's been so wonderful to me, and I can't keep putting him through these things. After a while, I got up and decided I needed to leave my apartment. I needed to get out for a bit. I left and decided to walk to my favorite area, about 15 minutes away from my place. It's been raining since last night, and it was starting to get lighter out. I walked to the bridge. It's nothing fancy, but being surrounded by trees and hearing the birds, the water and the rain hitting the water, it was soothing. I originally went there to smoke some weed and calm down, and when I got there, I instantly started to cry. I cried for about five minutes until I heard the sound of you stopping your bike. I was alarmed because I was so early in the morning. I couldn't help but be a bit worried. I looked quickly around and saw that you were a bit away on the sidewalk from the bridge. Since it seemed like you weren't going to go by, I continued to lean on the railing and stare at the water. About thirty seconds later, you asked, "'Excuse me, do you have a smoke I could buy?' I was a little scared because I wasn't smoking, and again, it was a sketchy time. I said yes because usually when someone asks me, they turn out to be pretty polite and friendly. I walked over to you, and I believe in good karma, so when someone asks me for a smoke, I don't usually want to take their money. Just take the smoke. If you're asking, you must really be hurting. And as a fellow smoker, I understand. Thinking back on it now, It could have just been an excuse for you to get me away from the bridge. Or you could have just wanted a smoke. But either way, I told you not to worry about the money. I understand the struggle. You asked if I was sure, and you said your thanks and you wished me a good morning. I said the same back, and as I walked back to the bridge, you made your way down the other path. I was back at staring at the water. After about five minutes, I finally pulled out my grinder, pipe, and started to pack it. When I was done, I decided I'd spent long enough at the bridge and I'd smoke it on my walk home instead. As I started to walk across the bridge, I saw that you were back. You muttered something where I think I heard you say, such an asshole. I must have looked surprised because you said something along the lines of, I'm sorry, I'm such an asshole. I came back because I realized not many people are usually out walking in the rain this early. Are you okay? I wanted to cry right then and there, but held them back. I told you that I really appreciated it, but that I was okay. I was just out for a walk and was actually about to leave. You asked if I was sure, and explained again you wanted to make sure everything was okay. I confirmed again it was, and I thanked you. We said our goodbyes again and went our separate ways. I cried a bit on my way home, and felt so touched. You're a wonderful human being, and I wish you nothing but the best in life. Thank you again, kind stranger on your bike. From the girl who now thinks the world isn't really as bad as it seems. To the girl I will love. You're somewhere, living your life as you do every day. Just getting on and having absolutely no idea that you and I are going to love one another more than either one of us thought possible. And that fills me with a strange sense of joy. A tiny little glow of warmth in my chest that you're out there, living. And I hope, happy. I can't see your face but I like to imagine scenarios anyway. The ones where my fingers slide between yours perfectly. Sun warm on our skin as we lay beside one another on a picnic blanket during the warmer spring months. I like to imagine our hair dappled in the light, fanned out and intermingling, a slight turn of the head to look at one another and just... smile. Smile from a moment of pure, unadulterated contentment. Because we're just two women who found love. The love we'd both decided, way back at another point in our lives, probably wasn't going to happen. I want to love you. Support you. Make you laugh by being so ridiculously literal. Then laugh at myself when I realize what I've done. I want to tell you stupid stories from my day at work. Hear yours and ask you questions. I want to tell you about the journey I've been on. The trauma. The constant need to rebuild, the way I found love in myself, and the vulnerability I face in loving you, and how I wouldn't want to be vulnerable with anyone else. I want to explain how much I've grown, and admit that I probably still have a lot of growing and learning to do. I want to hear your growth, the path you've walked, the lessons you think you still need to learn. I want to walk beside you on that journey a shoulder to lean on, and arms to fall into when it all just gets too much. I want to tell you that I'm so fucking proud of you. And it doesn't matter whether you learn the big lessons now or in 20 years. You're on your way, and I couldn't be prouder. I want to hear those words from you too. I want you to know, deep inside that beautiful heart of yours, that I'd love every iteration of you and will hold your hand as long as you climb the mountain. Would you hold mine when I'm climbing mine? I want to kiss you. Soft, warm. I want to hold you close. Stroke your hair while we talk about memories we'd rather forget. Times we wish we could relive. Errant thoughts and the little dreams we know probably won't come to pass, but love to imagine anyway. I want the quiet joys with you the lazy Sundays, and singing along to the radio while we teamwork the hell out of the housework. I want to love your family as my own and for mine to welcome you with open arms. I want to make a home with you share big and everyday and tiny challenges and move through the repetitive normalcy of life with the extraordinary love we have to keep us motivated. I want to celebrate who you are as a person. I want to excitedly tell you how much more I like myself in my thirties than I ever did before. I want to escape to the beach on cold winter days with you, and for you to let me take photos with my camera as you tiptoe the shoreline. I want a nice pub lunch after a countryside walk. Road trips to nowhere, with the windows down. 3 a.m. Sleepy chats. Meeting your friends and you meeting mine. Doing things separately in the same room with cups of tea and intermittent kisses. Show you the games I love. The sun catcher I made. Hear about the hobbies you adore and get just as excited about them as you do because your happiness is just contagious. I want the quiet happiness with you. The tiny moments of extraordinary amidst the ordinary. I want a safe space. A happy space surges of giggly joy and supported moments of contemplation. I want you to be my partner. I want us to be good individually and beautiful together. I'm just another woman looking for the woman she wants to marry and spend the rest of her life loving. I hope you're doing good out there, gorgeous girl. I can't wait to meet you. Hey Soda, do you remember me? I'm that small blonde guy you met at the bar at a train station here in north of Italy. I'm only 5'4, around 50 kilograms. I've always been small. I've got a cute face, I think, but for my height and frame, girls never fell for me, you know? Not like you did, evidently, on that day. And at the same time in which I fell for you, on top of it. I didn't know a mutual love or at least mutual attraction, at first sight was a real thing. It never happened to me before, or after you. I've never felt like I did that day again. Wanted, at least a bit, and with genuine kind energy behind it. I was looking at my phone while entering the bar, and I almost crashed into you. Yeah, like a goddamn movie. I looked up just in time to meet your eyes, and I saw it. A long, surprised stare between us. A stare that said from both of us, Wow, they're beautiful. You were of small frame, with black skin and short hair, and eyes as deep as the earth. After two unforgettable seconds, I said sorry and walked to the counter, where the bartender asked you what you wanted. You said hot chocolate. I wanted a coffee, but I needed something, anything, to approach you. I've never been a smooth talker, so I don't usually go to pubs to pick up girls. I wanted a coffee. But I said, same as her, and I had a hot chocolate. Then the bartender asked for money, and I was looking for coins, and I was missing a few cents. I was already taking out a banknote and picking up the coins I had put on the counter when you offered those missing cents. I thanked you and mumbled with half of a voice like an idiot that I was supposed to be the one to offer stuff because I was the man. That's something I later changed my mind on, but at the time, I was still victim to those kinds of old thoughts. I think you just smiled, and we sat and talked. I told you my name, and you told me yours. Soda. Like the lemon soda, you said. I laughed a bit, but not to make fun of you, of course. I was delighted. It's very rare here in Italy, a name like that. We chatted a few minutes, and I talked about my academy where I was studying cinematography. Then you told me that you were a hostess, and you traveled around. It broke my heart. You see, I didn't tell you this on the day, but at the time, I was suffering. My first ever serious relationship met its end a few months before. There were other reasons for that breakup, but in the last months of that relationship, I suffered for a long-distance situation, so I chatted a bit, and you even offered me a chocolate snack for the trip. I insisted I didn't need it, but you insisted more. And when my train was arriving, and I had to go, I saw in your eyes you wanted to say, ask me my number, you idiot. But an idiot I was. It's been like six or seven years, I think. Never met you again. I probably never will. I tried to find you on social media, but I couldn't. Where are you now? How are you? Who are you? Maybe it wouldn't have worked anyway between us, but I regret not trying. Not taking the chance to know you. You had an energy so good and sweet, like the soda in your name and the chocolate you offered me. And I'm a moron that will never meet you again. Wherever you are, I hope that you're happy. And I hope you don't find morons like me anymore. Or if you do, you slap them good and ask them their number. Anyway, even if we don't meet each other again, thank you. Our meeting made me think that maybe, even if very rare, there are some women in this world... That can be attracted by me. With love and regret. A dumb Italian guy. (music) To the next woman. I'm not sure if you exist for him yet, and I honestly don't want to know. I absolutely want him to be happy, but it would still break my heart to know that it's without me. Being completely honest, I was madly in love with him and still have a lot of love for him, which may never leave me. But here's what I need from you. Take care of him physically. Give him the love, hugs, kisses, and cuddles he deserves. Rub his back and shoulders when he's feeling sore, but be gentle. Be there with him when he's sick. He's not much for medicine, so he'll try to tough it out, but be there for him. He gets cranky, but he'll appreciate it. Take care of him emotionally. He can be very vulnerable when he feels safe, and I hope that he's that way with you. When he's breaking down, listen. Listen and hold him. Reassure him that it will be okay. It will pass. Remind him of where he used to be and how much he's grown since then. He's extremely strong, but he needs someone to lean on. Make him laugh and smile. Good God, that man has the most amazing laugh. One of my favorite things was to tell dumb jokes or say stupid shit just so I could hear him laugh. He has an amazingly handsome smile, and I hope that you make him smile every day. Take care of him mentally. Depression and past demons can be a hell of a thing. Check in with him. Make sure he's doing okay. He's not always great at saying things, but his expressions and body language will help you figure out what's going on through his mind. Be patient. Be loving. Be understanding. Very rarely in his life has he felt loved, valued, and appreciated. I will always be honored that I had the chance to make him feel that way and I hope that you always will too. Please just love him the way that he deserves. I would give anything to be in your shoes again. He's not perfect, no one is, but he's just about as close as you can get to perfection. Never take him for granted. Hold him, kiss him, and remind him every single day how loved he is. Sincerely, the one who lost him. I know that you'll probably never come back. And even if you did, I know that unless you did some serious self-reflection or therapy or something, you could never provide me with what I need. I've been in therapy for a while now, as you know, and I've done the work. I know my worth, and I know I deserve better. But for some weird reason, I don't want better. I want you to be better. I'm not exactly sure why I can't get over it, but I've been through a roller coaster of emotions with my feelings for you, the same roller coaster as the last time you left me. I've missed you, and it's been hard on me. I feel like everything I've said about you is so unbelievably pathetic. But I can't help it, because quite frankly, there are a million guys that would put ten times the effort in that you put in with me. But I don't want them. That isn't to say you aren't special or amazing or anything like that. You are. Or at least, you were to me, because I really liked you, and who you were, and not what you had to offer me. Everything we shared meant something to me. And you made me feel feelings I haven't felt in a long time. I felt safe and comfortable. And I told you everything. I was so vulnerable in ways that I refused to be around even my closest friends. So when you left me, abandoned me the way that you did, just like that, it made me feel worthless. I feel so ashamed of myself, like somehow I did everything wrong. Like somehow I messed up everything between us. Like it's all my fault, even though I know it's not, because I put so much effort into being the best partner I could be, and you hurt me. I never judged you for the things all my friends labeled as red flags. I would say, no, it's not like that. That's not who he is anymore. He promised he wouldn't leave again. And they would tell me, you're just a guy, and this is what guys do. And I guess to a certain extent, they weren't wrong. I guess people don't change all that easily. It takes serious work, which is something, at least for now, you just aren't willing to put in. But you played with my feelings. I never cared that you were damaged or a mess or sad because I am too sometimes. You were always good enough for me. I guess I just always looked at you through rose-colored glasses. I had so much to offer, but for some reason, I was never good enough for you. Or maybe I was just too much. Maybe that's why you left. But either way, you don't deserve me. Because I am a lot and I have a very big personality. But I also have a lot of love to give and a big heart. When you were done, you made another decision for us without consulting me. Instead of talking to me when you started feeling this way, you let it sit and grow into resentment towards me. And then you made a decision for us that I didn't have a say in again. Even after promising me you wouldn't do that to me again. I've been upset about it, but I'm the dumb bitch in this situation. I'm the one who waited around for you because I thought you were struggling. But you weren't. You lied to me, abandoned me, then told me you still cared about me, cried while I had one of the worst panic attacks I'd had in years, one that was so intense I was choking on my own tears, wondering when I'd be able to breathe again. And you stroked my hair, and held me for over an hour until the panic attack passed. You told me you cared, and then you still left like I meant nothing to you, but maybe you just thought it was the only way you could get me to calm down. Either way, you don't do that to someone you care about. When you truly care about someone, you want them in your life, even if the dynamic has changed. I cared about you, and I would have done anything for you. I still care about you, and I miss you so much already, and the fact that you never want to see me again makes me sick to my stomach. I miss the way you make fun of me, and how you'd call the little things I do cringe. I miss the way your voice sounds, and the way you smell, and your smile, and your little giggle, and all the stupid little jokes you'd make. I'm so scared I'll forget it all, because I don't want to forget it. I miss the freckles on your nose and I miss tracing them on your face when we were in bed. I miss your gorgeous brown eyes and the way that you dressed. I miss how you would come over, all done up with that chain you made and all the rings in existence on your hands, and how you would take it all off the moment you walked through the door. I miss the way more often than not we'd have to stop kissing at some point because one or both of our hair was in our mouths. I miss the way you always said you were going to help me cook, but then you would stand behind me, holding my waist the entire time, because for some reason you never knew how to help. But if I asked you to cut up some onions, and I decided to hug you from behind instead, you would tell me I was being distracting. I miss the way you looked at me like we were the only two people on the planet, and the way it felt like everything else disappeared. I miss how safe and comfortable I felt when I was around you, and how you would squeeze me just a little bit tighter when I whispered in your ear. I miss how when I told you about my friends' lives, you'd say things like, Oh, we don't like him, right? And how you'd tease Ains because you knew how much she didn't like you from the last time, and you hoped maybe if you joked around like that, she'd start coming around just a bit more. I miss how loved I felt when I was with you, which I find very ironic because within just a couple of days, you made me go from feeling like the most loved person to the least. I miss the smile on your face when you'd show me the things you were drawing. I miss how you held my hand the entire time we were together. I miss how, in the beginning, you never made me feel like I was a chore or an obligation. I miss how you bought me expensive cheese instead of flowers because you knew I'd enjoy it more. I miss how you'd drop everything for me if something went really wrong and I needed to talk to someone. I miss the little mm mm-hmms when you would talk. And how, when I started mocking you, we would go back and forth saying it until one of us broke it by laughing. Most of all, I miss you. And I'm so grateful for you and the chance to have had you in my life. And I know you weren't the right person for me, but I really do wish you were. Crazy thing is, after all those things I absolutely adore about you, after all of that, I hate you. And I'm so angry and disappointed. I hate this whole situation, and I hate that you don't love me. I hate that you don't want me in your life at all, and I hate that we didn't stay strangers. And I hate how I can't tell you any of this. I don't know if it's the old me talking, the toxic me that still lives deep inside me even after all the work I did, but I'm hurt, and the thing I hate most about this entire thing is that I don't hate you at all. In fact, I really love you. And I hate that I love you. And I wish I didn't. And I hate that you made me feel this way. And I hate that I gave you another chance. And I hate that I let myself feel this way for you again. And I hate that I don't hate you even a little bit. You are the prettiest boy I've ever met. And I hate you. And I miss you. And I love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsent. I hope these messages and stories have provided a sense of connection and understanding. If you have an unsent letter or message of your own that you'd like to share with the show, please send it to unsentpod at gmail.com. Your story may just be the one to help someone else. And don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. This is unset. I'm sure we'll all live happily ever after. Surrounded by butterflies, children, and laughter. It's a fairy tale story, so let's just pretend. Hallelujah, amen, it's the end. Happily ever after the end.